All right, all right, all right. Welcome to church. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. Yet another Sunday. There's something in the air. There's something in the air. God is doing something this season in the church, uh, the church as a whole. Uh, he is doing something uh, not only here but around the world. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is, uh, is, is moving in a fresh way, in a new way. And I think he's going to do some incredible things. Um, and I think we're going to be here to witness some of it. And it's going to happen right here in our midst. If you're watching online, we want to say welcome to church. It is so good to have you guys. Uh, it is so good to have you watching with us online. We believe that you're here for a purpose, on purpose. Would everybody make the folks online feel welcome this morning? Yes, yes, yes. Last night, um, you guys notice the decorations on the stage? Them are pretty, ain't they? I did it all by myself. So last night, uh, Brandon and Sydney Tice got married. Give them a shout. Come on, somebody. They got married right here on this stage. Uh, it was so cool to be a part of it. I only had like a two-minute bit, uh, but it was awesome. So congratulations, Brandon and Sydney. We are so glad for you guys, so excited for you. Uh, you're just a blessing to have here. And I told them, leave your decorations. You can't have them. They're mine. <laughs> I also wanted to say that, uh, who knows that we've been doing a black envelope campaign? Yep. A couple, what? So here's the thing. I initially told you that we had to raise about $30,000 to get this sound system. I overshot just a little bit. Uh, we actually need about $22,000, which means that we are $5,000 away from our goal. We are $5,000 away from our goal. We are so close to getting there. And whenever we get that money in, we're not, we're not moving before we get it. We are waiting until we get all the money in and then we're going to purchase it. And we will have done this thing together. And that is something to get excited about. So if you're online, if you're watching online and you haven't given into the Black Envelope campaign, into the new sound system, do that. We have online giving. Go to www.summitelkins.com give. If you're sitting in here this morning and you have not prayed about it, you haven't picked up a Black Envelope, there's one right outside the doors. Pick one up, pray over it. And I just had a feeling we were going to reach this goal before the end of the year. And we are going to reach this goal before the end of the year. Uh, Feed the City is this Tuesday. And that is a ministry, for those of you who don't know what that is, right across uh, the way here at the Rail Yard Restaurant, every last Tuesday of every month, uh, we feed people who are hungry, people who are in need. Tracy heads that up for us um, right now. She's doing a great job. And so we need some, we're having a bake sale. We need, we need, um, we need some baked goods. Who likes to bake? If you would like to bake something and bring it to feed the city, bring it over to the rail yard this Tuesday, anywhere between two and four, we will take it and we will feed people with it. That's going to be a blessing to people. So I encourage you to do that if you like to bake. Welcome to the first service of Fall Revival. If you're in the house, you ready for this? If you're in the house and you are anticipating a move from God, hold on. If you're in the house and you are expecting a move from God, hold on. If you are in the house and you are preparing for a move of God, Hold on. If you are in the house and you want to see a move of God, give him five seconds of praise. (laughs) 
Today we're doing something that we've never done before. We are having one revival, but we're going to do it over two services. We're going to have one right now. We're in the middle of it. And then tonight at 6 p.m., we're doing the same thing. It's going to be awesome. If you're here right now, I encourage you, come back at 6 p.m. tonight. It's going to be unlike anything that we've ever done. Who's coming back at 6 p.m. tonight? Oh, that ain't enough of you. Who's coming back at 6 p.m.? Come on, somebody. We're going to have testimonies. We're going to have more targeted prayer. We're going to take communion tonight. If you want to take communion, come back tonight at 6 o'clock. We're going to have spontaneous baptisms. We're going to have a baptismal setup right here. And if you feel like you want to get baptized, it's going to go down tonight at 6 o'clock. So if that's you, if you're thinking, hey, I think I want to get baptized, bring a change of clothes and we will baptize you on the spot. And I believe that as I'm speaking this morning, God is saying to somebody, now is the time. You've been doing great. You've made a lot of improvements. You've made a lot of progress. But now is the time to take the dump. Now is the time to wash that old man away and come up refreshed and renewed. Fall Revival 2022. I'm believing we're going to have some people getting baptized tonight. Oh, it's going to be a good time. So I'm asking the question, today and and i'll tell you about that question just a second we did a revival in june called encounter revival anybody remember that encounter encounter and we did encounter revival and it was a massive success and during that revival i asked this question i said what is revival has anybody figured that out because i'm still asking myself the question what what is real revival because it's got to be more than just a service It, it has to be more than just a service what does it mean We're in a revival service right now, but what does it actually mean for you and I to be in revival? Are you with me so far? And another question that I have is, is it something that we can live in constantly, or is it only something that we can experience occasionally? Is revival something that we can live in constantly, or is it just something we experience occasionally? And I hope to come up with some answers by the end of service today, and more than that, I believe that somebody, some people in here are going to leave this service living in revival. My grandma's excited about it. So I forgot to put the scriptures in my message uh, on the back wall. So if you've got the Bible app, would you go ahead and pull your Bible out and uh, scroll to the event for today and you will be able to follow along um, with all of the, the notes there. We're going to read a, a, a verse in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. You're just going to have to listen close because I don't have... I do have it back there. Oh, my land, I did it. When did I do that? You ready for this? Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. Everybody say you. you. Everybody say me. me. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lamp stand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. This is red letter stuff. This is Jesus talking. He says, you are the light of the world. And scripture refers to Jesus coming down and he enters as the light of the world that's theologically sound but because of what jesus did because of the cross you and i have the holy spirit and we are the light of the world okay look at your neighbor and i want you to say this 
You are the light of the world. Okay, that's right. Look at your other neighbor and say, bring the heat. Oh no, say it like you mean it. Look at him again and say, bring the heat. Who knows that this world is a dark place? Who knows that this world needs some light? Who knows that this world is a cold place? And that the Christians on this planet need to bring the heat. Have you noticed, have you noticed, maybe you have, maybe I'm the only one, and if so, that's fine. I'm going to tell you about it right now. We can share this together. But have you noticed that we spend so much time talking about how bad the world is? I hear it from people in this room watching online. I hear it. We spend so much time talking about how bad the world is. I'm guilty of this myself. We, we talk about how, how quickly the world is going downhill, how it isn't what it used to be. We spend our time talking about how if we get the right president in office, uh-oh. We, we talk about how if we pass the right laws, if we push through the right bills, everything will get just a little bit better. If we can all just find some common ground, if we can all learn to lean just a little more to the right or just a little more to the left, things will really start to turn around. And I hate to be the one to break it to you this morning, but legislation is not going to fix us. The Oval Office, I don't care who's there, is not going to fix us. Hear me this morning. Political ideologies and human effort, anything you put your faith in a man to do, politics aside, this applies to your life in general. Anything that you put your faith in a man to do for you will not fix us. It will only delay the darkness. Say delay. It will only delay the darkness. And I'm not interested in delaying the darkness. I'm interested in defeating the darkness. And the only way to defeat the darkness that surrounds us is to bring the heat and shine the light that is inside of us. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You, watching online, my people, you are the light of the world. And I talked to a lot of you before service, and right now I want you to do what I asked you to do. Um, Michaela, where, yep, she's nailing it. She's doing great. Somebody's going to come back here and shut these lights off for me. Man, they're doing great right now. I'm telling you what, they're on point. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world of the world or at the very least you have the light of the world in you and so often we don't act like it and we don't live like it and so as I'm asking myself the question what is revival revival is nothing if you and I don't have the light inside of us uh oh you and I are the light of the world. <laughs> the thing about this candle is, and give it a second, hopefully that thing shines a little bit brighter. I had this really cool thing where I, was, I had this like campfire thing I ordered online, and it was gonna be this really big fire, 
And I set it up last night, and this place was filled with smoke in like 30 seconds. And so I, I decided Dave wouldn't like that. So, so I decided to go with something a little, a little smaller. You are the light of the world. The interesting thing about the candle is no matter how small it is, when you're in a dark room, it's what you're going to look at. If you're lost in the woods, you are looking for any light that you can find. Jesus said, you, we are the light that draws people in. You and I are the light. We are the ambassadors of Christ, carrying the greatest news that ever was or ever will be. This right here, this light right here that's bringing the heat is what you and I are supposed to be to the world around us. We don't point people to a person. We don't point people to a place or a thing or a trend or an idea it isn't a president or a senator, a Republican or a Democrat that is going to save a country in darkness. The only thing that is going to turn this ship around, oh, hear me, the only thing that a ship lost at sea in the middle of a storm can do to get pointed in the right direction is to head towards the light. You and I are the light of the world. And I know it may seem frivolous to you. How can such a small light do anything? How can that be effective? But when you're living in the darkness, even if you don't acknowledge it, even if you don't say so, when you're living in the darkness, you are looking for any light you can find. And the problem is that there are counterfeit lights. There are imitation lights. There's crystals, the universe followers, likes on social media, people that are living in the darkness are hungry. They are looking for light. The church, the gospel, the good news of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit is the only thing that is going to light up a world overcome by darkness. And I'm bringing the heat. This jacket's going to have to go in the name of Jesus. The world, hear me on this part. The world should be looking to the church. The world should be looking to us. But instead, people are running from us. Not because they're afraid of fire, but because they don't see one. Somewhere along the way, the wind started blowing, the world started calling, life got busy, we got distracted, something else takes priority, the temptations start calling, complacency sets in, and the darkness gets overwhelming, and the light that we were called to be gets put out. And now we are surrounded by darkness, praying for another savior in the form of a policy, politician, or political party. And I'm here to tell you this morning, midterms are not going to fix us. All the while, God is saying, you don't need reform, you need revival. Your fire is gone and your passion is on ice. There is no man, there is no woman, the universe, there's nothing that can fix the problem that we're facing today. 
the evil that we see in the world, the headlines on the news, the scenes that our law enforcement officers that call some at home go to every single day on a weekly basis, the drug epidemic, the moral decline of society, the poison of social media, good is bad and bad is praised as being progress. All of that thrives in the darkness. The enemy wants it dark because he does his best work when we go to sleep. I said the enemy wants it dark because he does his best work when you and I go to sleep. So what do we do? And I'm sure there are many of you in here right now that are wondering when are the lights coming back on? You've never been to a church where the preacher preaches in the dark. Honey, grab the kids. We're getting out of here. When are the lights coming back on? My church to you is, my question to you this morning is, you tell me, when are the lights coming back on? Church, you tell me. The world is asking the same question. They may not realize it. They may not even think they need it. But friends, the world needs the lights to come back on in the church. The world needs the church to get reignited. The world needs light. And light only comes from the church. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Where did my lights go? You've settled for church on Sunday morning. You've settled for throwing a five in the bucket. You've settled for never praying. You've settled for this nominal Christianity where you keep me at an arm's distance and now you are living in the dark. There are people that put their faith in Jesus that are standing in the dark right now. They have no fire inside of them. So I ask the question again, what is real revival? What does it mean for you and I today? This morning, what does revival look like? You wanna know what it looks like? That wasn't rhetorical. Do, do you guys want to know what it looks like? All right, here it is. Now, and you're going to have to pay close attention. Watch carefully because the answer is so simple, but it has eternal significance. And I'm so passionate about this. The Lord laid this on my heart so heavy because we have wonderful people in this room right now and watching online that call Summit Church home. You are wonderful people and I love you to death. But you have no fire inside of you. You put your faith in Jesus, but there's no fire inside of you. If you want to know what real revival is, this is what it is. You ready for this? Revival means in the middle of darkness, in a world that has gone cold, in a world that has walked away from God, when people are, are lost and stumbling and wandering with no direction, revival is the people of God, the stewards and ambassador of light getting lit once again. This is what revival looks like. Revival looks like God's people coming back to life. It looks like God's people pouring some gas on the logs and sparking a match. Revival is getting set on fire for God once again and bringing the heat to a frozen world. It's looking in the mirror and saying, I'm not okay with average anymore. I'm not just going to settle for getting by. I'm not going to compromise for what the world has to offer. I don't want it. I want to be set ablaze by the Holy Ghost and given the boldness and audacity to look at the world around me and say, come over here, I've got the answer. To look at the world and say, come over here, I've got the light. And look at the world and say, you've been wandering around too long. 
You've been living in darkness for too long. You've been lost and confused and helpless and hopeless for too long. The light of the world lives in me and I'm bringing the heat. That's what revival looks like. John 1.5 says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. I'm going to repeat that. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. It may look like it. It may seem like it. It may feel like it. But I'm here to tell you, the enemy, the darkness has not and will not and cannot overcome the light of Jesus Christ. You can put the lights back on so people can see me sweating to death up here. Hear me. If you're here for the first time, and you're like, whoa. God is doing something right now. And he is drawing people. And he's saying, I don't, I, I don't just want you coming to church. That's wonderful. But there's another level to this thing. I want you to get set on fire. I want you to be so excited about what I'm doing in your life and your family's life that you can't stop telling people about it. Revival is not just a tent or an old school music or running or jumping the pews. That may be what we think about when we think about revival, but that in and of itself is not the sum of revival. Revival is each one of us individually getting set on fire for God. You're either relighting it or you're lighting it for the first time, but either way, you're coming back to life. Revival is reigniting the passion and the excitement, the fervor that is found only in the Holy Spirit. What the world needs right now isn't more opinions and doctrines and arguments and ideas. What the world needs right now is real revival. Let's stand up this morning. And typically when I say stand up, that means church is almost over. But in this case, that is not what it means. The world needs the church to wake up. The world, the people in your sphere of influence, the people at your job, your family, your husband, your wife, they need you to wake up and start bringing the heat. They need you to start burning once again. They need you to be the light that we were always created to be, pushing back the darkness and drawing the world in. It's time to come to life, church. It's time to bring the heat, baby. And the way that that fire gets burning isn't by strength or by might, but by the power of the Spirit of God. You can only go so far on your own. If you're looking around at the people beside you and around you that can raise their hands and just give God everything. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God unto salvation. If you look at the people next to you and you're like, man, they can pray to God. I've never even experienced that. It's because they've got the fire. They're not doing it on their own strength. They are relying on the power of the spirit of God.